Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, Turn Thou Us Unto Thee, O Lord. It shall be focused on a study of Lamentations chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it's indeed our prayer today that you might turn us, turn our feet unto thy testimonies, that we might follow your ways. So we pray, Father, speak to us today in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Lamentations chapter 5. Lamentations 5. Remember, O Lord, what is come upon us. Consider, and behold our reproach. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless. Our mothers are as widows. We have drunk in our water for money. Our wood is sold unto us. Our necks are under persecution. We labor and have no rest. We have given the hand to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. Our fathers have sinned, and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. Servants have ruled over us. There is none that doth deliver us out of their hand. We gat our bread with the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. They ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the cities of Judah. Princes are hanged up by their hand, the faces of elders were not honored. They took the young men to grind, and the children fell under the wood. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their music. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown is fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. For this our heart is faint. For these things our eyes are dim because of the mountain of Zion, which is desolate. The foxes walk upon it. Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thy throne from generation to generation. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever, and forsake us so long time? Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wroth against us. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Perfect Faith. This was preached in 1963 on August the 25th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 39 up to paragraph 104. I trust you find it to be a blessing. I want you to get this now. We, the church has got to lift itself in the power of God. How? We're too close to the end now. And I believe the church is in condition where we can teach it a little deeper thing and rub some of this make-believe out. Amen. See? And get into something real. See? It's got to be something that you know. If you say, uh, uh, Brother Branham, uh, that isn't a lie. Yet I know it's a lie. How do you know it's a lie? I'm looking at it. 
Well, how do you know that you couldn't be wrong? My sight has always declared to me that that was right. See? And that's the reason I believe those visions because it's always declared to me the truth because it comes from the Word. Amen. Amen. Then if he says it, that settles it. Now when it's declared like that, there's no more guesswork. It's going to be. Then you hear it, thus saith the law. See? Because it's, it's beyond the human thinking. It's up into the realms of the Lord's thinking. But you're standing here just as a vine, just as a branch producing the fruit that's in the vine. See, God uses man and man only. God doesn't use machinery. God doesn't use groups of man. God doesn't use organizations. God uses individuals. Always. Now, faith is the substance, and by it we understand all those things that are done. It's not an imagination. It is a substance. Especially perfect faith. That's what I'm talking on tonight, getting to perfect faith. It is not an imagination. Now, other just people come and say, Oh, I got all faith. Oh, I sure have. Boy, you stand here for this, you see. See, your, your very actions prove that you haven't got what you're talking about. See? If you had faith, then why are you standing the prayer line for? See? What do you do these things for? See, if you had perfect faith, You'd look right straight to God and believe it and walk away. And you would, you would have no need of coming into a prayer line. You'd have no need of these things. Because your faith has done made it so. Yeah. See, uh, what would be the use for me saying I got to put a shirt on? I got a shirt on. How do you know you got a shirt on? Well, I see it, feel it, and I know it's there. Well, that's just how real that when perfect faith takes the whole... Amen. You don't need no more. It's already done. You know it. Hallelujah. How do you know it? They tell me so. Amen. That's it. See? Do you get it now, one of these? That's perfect faith. Now, in other words, I'm venturing out. Well, I'll go. The Bible said, call the elders, let them go and want to pray over. I know I'll go. And you say, well, I'm going to be healed. See, you're making yourself. If don't watch how you're going to make yourself. Just, just worked out. Then when he passed you, he say. Oh, I, I still don't feel... Uh, see, there he was. You didn't have faith. Your genuine faith will do it right there. Your, your genuine faith will make it so real to you that... Look at that little woman with the blood issue. She said, if I can only touch the border of his garment, I'll be made well. Amen. And as soon as she did it, she said she felt within herself that her blood issue stopped. Amen. She actually believed it. And when she... Touched it to prove that it stopped. It stopped. Jesus turned and said, Who touched me? That's perfect faith. And that same perfect faith tonight will touch Jesus Amen. Christ just as it did then. A woman come with a perfect faith for that time. Now, now we see at first the disciples didn't have this perfect faith. They didn't have it. Because they had Christ walking with him, but then afterwards Christ was in them. And so you see, it's hard then to have this perfect faith without the Holy Spirit. It has to bring it. It does. Now you say the disciples didn't have perfect faith? No. Or they had an epileptic child there that they were trying to cast this devil out of him. And they couldn't do it. And the father seen Jesus coming. And he said, we have brought my son to 
to, to your disciples, and they could not cure him. See? And afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus, saying, Why could not we cure him? And Jesus said, Because of the lack of faith and of your unbelief. That's right. Because of your unbelief, that's, I remember, they had the power. Jesus had given them power. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, and cast out devils just a few days before that. They had the power, but not the faith to use the power. Now there's the Brandon Tabernacle. There's the church, the bride today. The Holy Spirit is here with the power. Amen. But you haven't got that faith to move it. Amen. See what I mean? Amen. It takes faith to move it. Here, I've got a shell that I hand loaded. I know what it'll do by ballistics, like the word. But I've got to fire the gun. The fire has to get to the powder. The powder's got the power, but it's got to have the fire to light it off. And the same thing, the powder's in the shell. But it needs faith to charge it and throw it out. That's what it takes. See? Perfect faith to ignite the power of the Holy Spirit which we have now since He's come upon us. Faith to ignite, to see great things. Is to the faith, something that presents it to you. With a heart full of joy, you walk into the sick room knowing exactly what you're going to say. Amen. Walk in there and know what's going to happen. Something's already been revealed. And you know it. And you walk in in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up from there. Thus saith the Lord. There you are. That's perfect faith. If there's these million people standing there saying it wouldn't happen, you know it's going to happen anyhow. Because you know it. It's going to happen. Regardless of what anybody else says, you're the one who's got the faith. Could you imagine Joshua? He called the elders of Israel together and said, uh, Brethren, we are the servants of the Lord. I would like for you to say, uh, ask the Lord if it would be all right if, uh, if he'd give us a little more sunlight. See? And hold the sun a little while. No, he had need of it. And without prayer, without anything, he had need of it, and he just commanded the sun. He said, Stand there! I have need, and I'm in the service of the law. And he sent me over here to do this job. And I'm doing the best I know how, and the enemy is routed. And they're out in here. If I let the sun go down, they'll get together and cause me more trouble. So stand still. Amen. And move, you hang there. Amen. Hey, man, she hung there for 24 hours. Amen. Now, if the world's turning, it holds it up. And the sun stays in the place and it don't run. What happened then? Amen. Amen. Now you make yourself an infidel. <laughs> if you say uh, this and then if you don't, you're sure you're full of science because they said the world stopped and dropped. <laughs> so now what? <laughs> if you say God's word's not right, then you're an infidel. Amen. Amen. But it happened. That's the main thing. I don't know the mechanics of it, but it happened. Amen. I don't know the mechanics of the Holy Ghost, but I know it fell on me. Hey, I, I can't tell the mechanics of it, but I know the blessings of it. That's, that's all I, I care to know about. It's the blessings of the Holy Ghost. And mechanics, he works that that's his secret. 
This boy could not be healed because the disciples had power. Jesus gave them power to heal all manner of sickness, to cast out devils, to cleanse the lepers, and to raise the dead. And he gave them power. But they didn't have faith to operate the power that they had. And then they questioned Jesus and said, Well, now, why couldn't we do it? Now, remember, they had the Word. And the Word was flesh then. And the Word told them, I give you power. Amen. Amen. I give you power. And they had the power. But they didn't have faith to operate the Word that was in them. Amen. See what I mean? Yes. But Jesus had it. He was the Word, and He had faith that what He said would happen. Amen. He said, oh, bring Him here. <laughs> How long will I suffer you? He had faith with His power. How did He? He said, I can do nothing in myself. Why? He relied upon why he was. He relied in knowing that he was the Word. And he had faith in God who made him the Word. He was God the Word. And it was in him and that gave him faith because he understood his position. He knowed what he was because the Scripture had said he was this. And here the Scripture tied in to prove that he was exactly what the Scripture said he would be and he knew what he was. Therefore, he relied upon what God had made him. Amen. And if he did that, then can't we rely upon what God made us as believers? Amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. He had faith in what he was. And if you are a believer, you have faith in what you are. You are a believer. And if you've got faith in God, the Bible says over here, and, uh, if, our, uh, if our hearts condemn us, then we can't have faith. But if our hearts don't condemn us, then we have faith. Right. We have confidence towards God. If you want to read that, found St. John 3.21. i got the scripture written down there. Now notice. John, I mean 1 John 3.21. Uh, notice, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. But as long as you're doing things that's wrong, you can't have confidence towards God. Right. So you see, you can you automatically know that you're wrong. You automatically put yourself back here a sinner by knowing that you're wrong. But when your heart don't condemn you and you know you are a believer, and there's nothing between you and God, you can ask what you will and know that it'll be given. Because it's the word that's given to you, just like it was to those disciples. Now, the only thing you have to do then is have faith in what you are. Amen. Have faith in what the word says you are. Amen. And Jesus had faith in the word of God that said what he was. It is written of me. Didn't David and the Psalms and the prophets and all of them speak of him? I am the bread of life that comes from God out of heaven. Amen. I am the tree of life from the Garden of Eden. I am all these things. I am that I am. And he knew with that a perfect faith that he was the anointed Messiah, that the Spirit of God was upon him. He said, now I myself do nothing, but it's my faith in God. And God was in him, the Word made manifest. And when the Word of God comes in you, it's made manifest. 
or you are a believer. See, and a believer is the faith of God that moves in you. You like that? I, I, I like when you, I like every teaching of where the, how to, uh, what faith really is. Knowing who he was. Without a shadow of doubt, he knew he was the Son of God. He knew it. For the Word identified, the Word of God identified who he was. He said, if I do not the works of my Father, then don't believe me. But if, if I don't do them works, don't believe me. But if I do, then believe the works. For they are the manifested word, promise. Or if you just wake up to that, isn't it? You see, the word itself identifies who you are. And he said, who can condemn me of sin? In other words, who can show me that my life and my works don't fulfill exactly what Messiah should do? Nobody could say nothing. For he was. And he had faith to believe that whatever he said would happen. Then he turned around and said, The works that I do shall you also. A little while the world sees no more, yet you shall, because I'll be with you even in you. Take no thought what you shall say, for it's not you to speak. It's that Father that dwelleth in you. He's one does the speaking. And it's not me, it's the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. See what I mean? Now, the identification of a scripture, Christian, these words said Jesus. These signs shall follow them that believe. Now, how can you call yourself a believer of people and deny those words? How can you call yourself a believer and deny any of this word? You can't do it. You're not a believer. Therefore, signs can't follow it. Because you just accept what you want to believe and let the rest of it you want don't believe. But you've got to take the whole thing and believe. And when you truly believe, not make believe, but really believe, then these signs follow them that believe. Oh, could you compare Christians today with them Christians of Ongo? How them disciples walked in the power of the Spirit, moved by the Holy Ghost to go. Just a prisoner, as I preached on the other night, a prisoner to the Word and will of God. He couldn't even move until God moved him. Wouldn't you like to see a church rise like that? It's going to. It's going back. It's got to come. That's right. It's on its road now, I believe. For the Word identifies. Identifies Himself, what He was, and the same Word identifies us. If a man loves me, he keeps my commandments. And if he says he loves me, he keeps not my commandments. That's all of them. The lie. Uh, the truth's not even in him. You say, well, I don't believe God. Well, then that, you're just not a believer. That's all. If the Bible said so, that makes it right. That settles it eternally. What the Bible says is the truth. Notice. For he said to us, if ye abide me and my word in you, St. John 15, if ye abide me, see, and faith in him, ye abide me and my word abides in you, then you that's what you will. Now see, he knew who he was. Therefore, he had faith. Faith could produce when he knew what he was. Now, if ye abide me and my word in you, then you know who you are. Amen. That's what you will. It'll be given to you. Wouldn't that be a wonderful night if everybody come to that prayer line and say, I am a Christian. I have no condemnation. I, I know that my heart condemns me. Something tells me. 
That's a nice the end of my suffering. Amen. That's, you're, going to, you're going to wake up with something. No matter how much you come in emotion, how much you do, it won't work until that perfect faith has manifested and identified itself in you as a substance. Amen. When it's there, then nothing's going to shake you from it. If, if you had cancer and the doctor told you yesterday that you'd be dead before Monday morning, all your heart, your respiration's gone, the cancer's eat you up, your bloodstream's become completely cancer, whatever it is, and something comes with this substance of this genuine faith, perfect faith, was made a substance in you, you'd laugh at that doctor's face. You'd be like old Elijah when he walked up and down before the idol and said, won't you call a little louder and made his pursuing. <laughs> he knew what he was going to do because God had told him what was going to happen. He said, that's the God that answers the fire be God. They said, we'll take that proposition. And they poured water up on the altars and they, they cut themselves and they done everything and called old Baal, old Baal answered. Elijah just as calm as he could be. He said, call him loud. He said, maybe he's pursuing, maybe, maybe he's on a fishing trip, maybe he's doing something else. He's out somewhere. They just, just made fun of him. Because he knew it's going to happen. Amen. Oh, watch when he cut everything in order. Walked out there and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel. Ever called him now his name, Jacob Shyster. He called him Israel, Prince with God. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of that Prince Jacob. Let it be known today that I'm your servant. And I've done this not at my desire, not at my makeup, but at your command I have did this. Your will. You told me what to do. You showed me these things to be here. Now, i poured the water upon the altar. I've done all these things according to your command. Now let it be known. And when he said that, fire fell from the heavens. Amen. He was just as confident as going to fall because he had the substance. Why? The Word said so. Now, this same Bible is the same God's Word. Amen. And when you can receive the substance, that's perfect faith, substance that this promise that God made is yours. How do you feel, Brother Pam, when you stand there and you see people coming in different languages and things? Are you afraid? No, sir. No, sir. He said so. I've never been afraid yet. Because he told me so. And I believe that it's true. If he told me tonight to go to the presidential graveyard and raise up George Washington, tomorrow morning I'd invite the whole world to come see it done. I'd say, brother, get every critic you can and stand him around and go see the glory of God. Set a chair over here where you can sit down and rest for a while. He'll be here just in a moment, as soon as I call. That night, another little boy in Finland, that day, brother, laying there dead. They're laying there for a half hour, mashed up, blood running out of eyes, nose, and ears. His little legs broke up in his little stockings, his feet uh, out to the end of his stockings, his shoes gone. I looked and I thought that ought to be that boy. I said, say, let's look in the back of that Bible, Brother Moore. We got Brother Lee, Brother Moore, look back there, and it shall come to pass, saith the Lord. Oh, my. There will be a, a land worth a lot of evergreen growing. Rocks will be left together. A little boy with a crock haircut, little panty waist buttoned up here, and his feet, his stockings pulled up high. He'll have brown eyes. They'll be turned back. He'll be killed in an automobile accident. But you lay your hands up on him, and he'll come back to life. There was wrote on there. There he lay. Amen. Just waiting the word. 
I said, if this boy isn't alive in a couple of minutes from now, then I'm a false prophet running out of Finland. But if he is alive, fall on your faces and repent. Amen. I said, death, you can't hold him. I call for his Amen. spirit according to the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Up he jumps. Right. Faith, see, took a hold. God says so. There it is. Now, that's, that's God speaking in this day through vision. Yes. But this, if that vision was contrary to this, that would be wrong. Amen. This is more than the vision. Amen. If any vision is contrary to the word, leave it alone. Amen. It ain't of God. God don't contradict his own word. So if this word told you something and you can have the same confidence, then what's going to happen? There's nothing. If it says, they shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Well, brother, if faith, that perfect faith got a hold of that, you'd, when you pass by this prayer line, you'd be jumping and shouting on you when you left here. It's over. Amen. It's over. It's all over. It's finished. If you had a request in your heart and believe that when that prayer was made for that, it was going to be answered, there isn't nothing. It's good. That's what's going to happen. Like the woman with the blood issue. Jesus had perfect faith. He, he had it. And it come because he was the Word. And you become the Word. You become the Word as you receive the Word. If he abides in my words in you, my words, which this Word abides in you, then ask what you will and it will be done for you. See? If you say to this mountain, be moved, and don't doubt, but believe in what you said, then you shall have what you said. When you pray, believe that you receive what you ask for, and you shall have it. It will be given to you. Time, space, nothing else will ever change it. You know it's done. It's already, it's already over it. Now what? Now, and he said to us, if you abide me in my word and you St. John here, you can ask what you will, it will be done. Then recognize your position in the scripture as a believer. See? You've got to recognize your position as he recognized his position. Yeah. Is not it written that Christ shall come and what all Christ will do? He said to Theophis and them that morning, isn't it written in the scripture that they'll have to, that uh, he must suffer and then be killed and raised the third day? Then why are you so slow of understanding? They thought, my, this man speaks a little different from other men. Come to find out, when they got into the end, it was him. See, their eyes was withholding from him. See, they know that he kept laying to that scripture, and they know it was him. Now, you must believe what you ask for. If you are a believer, recognize yourself as a believer. Recognize that these things are for you. If there's condemnation in your life, straighten that first. Amen. See, if you got condemnation, you're, uh, you might have Oral Robertson and a dozen more people who had faith to come here and pray over you and jump up and down and pour all on you by the gallons, it, it still, it, it won't move. Now try it. What falls off from Oral's meetings then? I catch him in the prayer line. You hear it say, he was prayed for before. A man with dark hair, kind of big fella, big jaws, uh, Oral Roberts. And that was at a certain city called Certain Certain. Yes, that's right. He was prayed for by such and such a man. See, like that? But here is your, here's your trouble. See? Go make that thing right. Go out there and confess that sin to your husband, to your wife. Go do this thing. It'll never do you any good, no matter who you're prayed for, until you make that right. Condemnation's in your heart, and God will not come into that heart condemned. See? God don't dwell in that. You've got to make it right. Then when you do, you must have faith. If everything's right, you must have faith and believe it. 
Don't be afraid. In the book of Job, it says here, Job feared. And what he feared, it actually happened. What brought it is fear. That's what made it happen. His faith would have kept him from it. But his fear brought him, brought it to him. He was scared it was going to happen. And it did happen. Now, if he had known it wouldn't happen, it wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? If you're afraid when you come by the prayer line, maybe I just haven't got the faith sufficient. It'll never happen. Don't worry. <laughs> but if you know it's going to happen, it'll happen. See? See, it's a substance. It's something. Job had a fear that these things would come up on him, and they did. If you have a fear that your disease is going to leave you, or won't leave you, it won't. If you have a faith that it will. You ask any medical doctor. The first thing he'll try to get you to do is have confidence in the medicine he's giving you. If you haven't got no confidence in it, you better leave it alone. See? Sure. What is it, that? It's faith that does the healing. It's faith that does it all the time. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word. For You said, Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So Father, we pray may the Word that we've heard today flourish in our hearts and grow from the depths of our souls, that Father, we might submit ourselves to Your Word and that Your will might be done in our lives. Speak to us in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Yeah.